Crypto curious, keep an open mind, enjoy the conversation, and stay cryptocurrent. Now, here's your host, Richard Carthon. Hey, Cryptocurrent crew, I want to give a quick shout out to all of our content producers out there. If you're a person that is passionate about creating content around cryptocurrency, blockchain, fintech, and just helping people understand everything that's going on in this space, then I'm talking to you. We would love if you would become a cryptocurrent contributor. If you go to our website, we have a form that you can fill out so you can start to share some of the amazing content that you are creating with our audience. So please sign up today and we look forward to working with you soon. And now for today's episode. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Cryptocurrent. Your host here, Richard Carthon. And today I got a special guest all the way out in Manhattan working on a cool project Titan, but not to be confused with another Titan that kind of had a rug pull. This is a new one getting actually being ready to launch really soon and has some really, really cool things in the works. We have the co-founder, Clayton. How are you doing today? I'm doing great, my man. How are you? Man, I'm doing well. I'm excited to learn about all the awesome things that Titan has going on. But before we do, I want to learn more about you. Can you give us some background on yourself? Absolutely. From Chicago, Illinois, born and raised. Started trading stocks when I was 12 years old fell in love with it. It was always very competitive growing up. It was was the most fun game I could think of. Market opens every day. There's buyers, there's sellers. So I did that all the way up through college. Uh, Went to Wharton undergrad, studied computer science, finance. Thought I wanted to be like a a developer of software to make money, actually. I thought I wanted to be like a, like some sort of like quant trade or something. Uh, Quickly realized I was nowhere near as good an engineer you need to be in that field. And my passion has always been like around markets and behavior. Why do humans behave the way they do? Booms, busts, bubbles, and whatnot. So I really dug my heels into that. After graduating in 2012, spent about six years in the industry, private equity and hedge funds, mostly in stocks. So just managing portfolios of stocks for large institutions and endowments. But along the way, one of my co-founders, Joe, who actually met back first day of undergrad, we had reconnected around this problem that we'd seen time and time again with family and friends. They see the us in New York working in these jobs. They immediately associate New York with financial advisor. It's like anyone right. who works in New York has must know something about the stock market. And we happen to know something. But time and time again, friends and family would just ask us, hey, you guys are quote unquote experts at this. Can you just manage our money for me? Or can you just tell me how to be investing? And then we realized this problem is pretty pervasive. Most people can't afford an expert money manager. They don't have enough money, don't have the access, don't even know where to go. Uh, don't speak the language. And so Titan, which we started about three years ago, was set out to solve this problem of putting an expert money manager in everyone's pocket with as little as a hundred bucks, letting anyone be able to access to a team of experts to actively look after money. Thus far, it's been in stocks, but like you mentioned, we're really excited to to jump into crypto and uh, very soon because we think crypto in particular is a space where there's a lot of noise, a lot of speculation, a lot of fraud, frankly, just a lot of bad actors. But the whole essence of it is decentralization, putting power back in the hands of the people. Um, and we think if you have an active manager overseeing your, your capital in this nascent and very volatile space, you could potentially do much better than you could do uh, trying to do it yourself. There are so many things that I want to unpack on that because I agree with you that crypto is giving a lot more access and giving a lot of opportunity to people. But unfortunately, there are a lot of fraudulent 
opportunities out there. There are some scam coins and some people get, you know, once they decide to make the jump into crypto, end up potentially diving in at the top. And then once things start going down, say, oh, this is a scam and pull out. And unfortunately, you know, if they had a little bit more of an appetite and understood the market a little bit more, they might be able to see that recover and even not, uh, or even continue to go in the right direction. But having the ability to have someone who can help steer you in that direction, help manage that money, help you maximize your returns is something that's really incredible. But as you said, like you've been in this since 2017 and you primarily worked in stocks. What made you want to, and, and you and the team decide that crypto is the direction that we wanted to go and grow? I mean, it's a great question. I think I was nowhere near as early as many people like who I know read the Bitcoin, like the Satoshi White Paper back in, I think it was 2009. But earlier this decade or early in the 2010s, I started to see some of the same kind of remnants post-financial crisis, the Occupy Wall Street movement and big banks and incumbents really not paying much for the sins of years past. And, you know, crypto seemed to me like if there's going to be any solution, this could be it to putting power back in the hands of the people. You know, having been and worked on old Wall Street, so to speak, like at these institutions, I know how they operate. I know why they operate the way they do. And I'm a big believer that there could be a much better way. So I've always been a believer in the technology. I think from an investment perspective, it was very much a science project or an early experiment in the early 2010s. Like nowhere near for comfortable for me as an investment manager to say, with a straight face to clients, you should have a significant portion of your wealth here. It's just too volatile, really hard to audit the code bases of a lot of these projects, um, really hard to even access and get to know founders. And without doing that due diligence, it was really hard for me to personally put money involved. But kudos to the people that were very early. They obviously, the extent they, they hodled, you know, made out very well. Yeah. I think what we've seen over the last few years and why we're now taking the plunge is you start to climb this S-curve of adoption where it went from like fanciful project, wishful thinking to like, yes, there was a lot of ICOs and a lot of scam coins that fell by the wayside, but Bitcoin still re remains one of the most secure, you know, store value protocols out there to this day. And there's a few other uh, large cap crypto assets that have retained their original, you know, desired properties in spite of all these booms and busts. And you start to see institutions, the old money, old Wall Street that I talked about actually start to take the plunge as well. So you're seeing this S-curve of institutions that were scoffing and calling these things scam coins. And like, I'm not going to name names, but there are big CEOs of these banks that literally called this a Ponzi scheme five years ago. And now they're running Bitcoin trading desks. Yep. And so you're starting to see this curve, this total shift of adoption, where it used to be retail speculation. And now it's like legitimate, massive pension funds, endowment funds, sovereign wealth funds that are investing. And typically, when you see this kind of seismic shift happen, you start to see massive amounts of capital flows into this space. And that can really start to drive these crypto assets up meaningfully in price. So it's not that the technology itself has changed. I think the beauty of crypto is that the longer it hasn't changed, the more the promise of crypto holds true. It's just that you're finally starting to see the quote unquote smart money. And we can debate whether they're actually smart or not. But you're starting to see the people that have had the money start to allocate to crypto. And while we know don't recommend it's going to be a massive portion of people's assets on our platform, we're certainly going to recommend many folks have some skin in that game. For sure. And as you start to diversify portfolios, so I think that crypto should be a part of everyone's uh, portfolio. And then I'm asking you some questions around that in a minute, but I want to go back to Titan just for a second. So someone that's listening, you said that if they have something as little as $100, they now have access to someone that can help manage their money. So kind of walk through if someone's listening to this right now and they say like, wow, that, I mean, that'd be great if I could have someone help manage my money. Like what would the onboarding process and being able to work with you look like? Super simple. I've tried to make it 
as simple as humanly possible. It's like, go to titan.com, download the mobile app or in the iPhone, the iOS app store, Google Play store. It takes a couple minutes to sign up, link a bank, deposit as little as a hundred bucks, and you can get invested with us in a crypto portfolio. And what's exciting is this is not just buy and hold Bitcoin. Like, frankly, the world has plenty of those exchanges and platforms. You can go do that somewhere else. You don't come to Titan for that. What we're excited right. to buy is we have a team of crypto analysts internally that are actively managing a portfolio of crypto assets around certain catalysts, around certain events. So, for example, at launch, when we launch in a couple of weeks, our percentage weight in Ethereum versus Bitcoin versus Stellar or other coins it will vary over time. It will change. We may be massively overweight Ethereum and then underweight, depending on relative Bitcoin, Ethereum dominance, altcoin winters and whatnot, and, and how certain you know, fundamental, you know, whether it's protocol upgrades, various things happens in the space. So there's certain tactical and dynamic things we think we can do as a manager on our platform that a lot of folks don't have the time or knowledge to do themselves. Like It would be a lot of work to try to do that in like a Coinbase account or another do-it-yourself brokerage. So the experience is, is designed to be go to Titan.com, sign up in just a couple of minutes, invest a hundred bucks and you're set. You can follow along. We'll give you the play-by-play. -play. We like to call it courtside seats. So it's like, if you want to see Katie on the court, like you're going to have the coach, you know, walking you through play-by-play -play of what's happening and why, but you don't have to make decisions, which is the beauty of the platform. So I guess another quick question with that is then when they go on and they go onto the platform, is it that they are just putting like, USD or what have you into like a pot and then basically it's being managed and basically they can just see it grow over time or is it that they're able to come in and buy specific cryptos? Like how does that element of it work? So we'd like to distinguish between kind of do-it-yourself platforms and do-it-for-me platforms. So we're, we're definitely in the latter camp. So when you come into Titan, you deposit fiat. So you actually open a brokerage account with us and then you deposit USD. So not even stable coins, just straight fiat. Right. And we convert that and go purchase crypto for you. So you'll actually, those and those coins are, are custodied in hosted wallets at some various you know, liquidity providers and custodians that we have. And then in terms of the, the experience thereafter, it's like I said, very much do it for me. It's like, we have the reins, we'll manage it for you. You can move money out anytime you want. Um, there's no lockups or liquidity constraints, but um, we're really designed for folks that, that they, they know crypto is here to stay. They want exposure to this thing called crypto. They just have no idea which coins to buy, when to buy them, when to sell, how to manage. Right. And that's, that's Titan. No, and that's, and that's extremely unique. Um, you know, to get into managed funds like that, typically there's a initial buy-in hurdle and other things like that. And the fact that there's also no lockup and other things as well, sounds pretty appetizing. So for, for someone who has been listening and like, doesn't necessarily want to like start and hold it yourself or just wants some diversification and, you know, can kind of buy and forget, it sounds like a pretty solid way to be able to, to get that done. Totally. And, and the reason in particular, you know, we can get dive into the concept of like why actively manage versus just passively hold these things is that crypto is so nascent as a market. And we're still at the very early stages of that S-curve I talked about, where there's still a lot of dispersion and in our view, a lot of money to be made by being active. Now, that doesn't mean we're day trading, Richard. Like we're not, you know, we're not like sitting here at 10 p.m. ahead of Elon on SNL and like making a bunch of changes. You know, if there's a significant, you know, catalytic shift in you know, the adoption or utility of some of these protocols, then, then we will. But our view is like, there's been so much dispersion, even just in the last couple of years. Our view is that if you were a little bit more tactical and shrewd around managing a portfolio around these events versus someone who just closed their eyes, went on vacation for three years on a beach, came back. Our view is like, by being the former, we can do a little bit better than the latter. For our right. Uh, and I think that's a really great way of describing it. And, and, and thank you for doing that. 
I kind of want to spend some time on something that you brought up earlier. And it's that you're starting to see a lot of these people five years ago who were condemning cryptocurrency and are now basically diversifying and putting their quote unquote smart money into it. And, and, and you're starting to see uh, crypto become even more and more legitimized and continue to grow. Where do you see as more and more of these kind of institutional players and people who have been in the regular market start to get more diversified into crypto? Like where do you see crypto headed in the next one to three years? We all know there's a race to acquire more Bitcoin. Why not earn more with what you already have? With Tantra Labs app, you can put your Bitcoin to work with up to 12% interest backed in Bitcoin per year, currently the highest interest rate in the industry. So how does it all work? First, go to tantralabs.io and follow the steps to sign up. Second, after approval, deposit as much or as little as you like. Third, sit back and watch your Bitcoin work for you at 12% interest back per year. Lock in your 12% now by signing up at tantralabs.io or you can click on the link in our show notes and on our website. Well, so beneath the surface, what's awesome is like the development community hasn't really slowed down at all. So through these like booms and busts, you know, the, the actual people building the technology, their enthusiasm and, and excitement has not waned at all. And that's like the most important thing. So that's been really exciting to see in terms of how like the old money, old Wall Street allocates funds across those platforms on the top. I think what we've seen first and foremost is like Bitcoin is like the, the, uh, the gateway drug, so to speak, right? It's like Bitcoin is like, is it's the most liquid, it's the largest market cap. It's considered, you know, the quote unquote less risky, least risky from a store value perspective, um, right. even though it's not as, as programmatic, so to speak, as like Ethereum or other kind of DeFi protocols, but it is, you know, it is definitely considered the quote unquote gold standard. And so you see a lot of institutions starting there. What's interesting is I think a lot of them are starting just like, how do we make money from this thing called crypto first and foremost? So a lot of them are like launching trading desks, just getting involved in the market making of it before they actually formulate views. So that's like step one. And then step two is, you know, buy some Bitcoin for their own, you know, or spin up a Bitcoin ETF or Bitcoin mutual fund. And then I think step three is you're going to start to see them actually retooling their entire businesses on blockchain. That's going to be further out because there's so much infrastructure built up over decades. When I say that, what I mean is like, rather than Bank of America offering mortgages, what if there's a smart contract enabled mortgage? I think you're going to see a ton of these financial products beyond just investing, start to become crypto enabled in many ways. So it's, it's, it's not like an overnight change, you know, that early part of the S curve, I think the step over the line was then finally stop condemning Bitcoin and finally be open to it. That was like, you know, that was the most important thing. And I think from here, it's just going to be a cascade of, of getting more involved. And, and for them, I think it's going to be about figuring how do we participate in this thing called crypto without cannibalizing our core businesses. That's like the right. biggest that's the, the biggest fear of these banks is because they're, a lot of them are public companies. They have earnings to report. If they just go and like try to retool the whole system, their earnings are going to fall precipitously. So yeah. it's a really slippery slope. Um, it's, it's one that I'm, I'm fortunate to not have to manage as a private startup CEO. Right. And I mean, you're bringing up a, a lot of great points. And it's like, when you start to get into all of this, it's all about risk. It's all about how do you start to get a fair amount of it to where the upside is higher, but you still can protect your downside, but still be a part of, I think the biggest wealth generation that our generation is probably ever going to see across like 
not just the U.S., everywhere, the entire world. Like this is the, one of the greatest opportunities to create financial wealth for generations to come. And as we look at that, just like you said, even with Titan, uh, someone being able to come in with $100 and, and how that in itself is giving access to people who typically would not have that. We go back one decade, you couldn't go to institutions or anywhere to get that kind of opportunity to do that. So you're seeing a lot of financial players and financial systems opening up their arms to any and everyone saying like, hey, here's a way that you can participate. You can be a part of this and be on the beginning front of where the world is headed. And I think that's, that's you know, extremely cool. And I think that's ultimately what we're going to uh, adapt to as we kind of get more decentralized um, and, and more people being empowered with tools to, to access this stuff. No, I couldn't agree more. <clears throat> and to your point on the $100, just, you know, the reason we have such low minimums and we're comfortable doing that is because, you know, if you think about where crypto is, just like the aggregate global crypto market cap, what is it? Somewhere one, two trillion-ish, somewhere in that range. Yeah. We're talking about less than 10%, far less than 10% of the US equity market cap, right? And so what's awesome is even if it's $100, like I talk to people in equities all the time and it's just really hard to fathom, like, is it even worth investing? Like, let's say I put $100 in the market and I make 10% a year. That's like less than a dollar a month, right? Is it really going to change my life? And obviously we've heard stories about the people that went all in, they mortgaged their house in Bitcoin and, you know, they crushed it, you know, over the last 10 years, there's a lot of stories of that going the other way. But I think if you have hundred dollars and that's a small portion of your investable assets, we're so early that it could be truly life-changing, right? If, if you're reinvesting, if you're staying the course, you're consistently investing part of your income over time and a sort of, a, you know, a reasonable asset allocation that includes crypto. So I'm just excited that like it's so small and early that putting aside whether big banks can afford to let in smaller clients or not, everyone it, like to, to I hear it from some clients like, did I miss the boat on crypto? Like Bitcoin 40,000, like, did I miss it? And it's we're such we're, we're at the top of the first inning in my mind. Yeah, which is really exciting. It's so early. I mean, I have a crypto for beginners document that I made earlier this year. And if you got into Bitcoin when it first came out, I believe around 2009, when it was roughly $3 to when it hit around $30,000, you just put in $20 in a decade, it'd be worth $9 million. It's insane. It's so early. And like, not to say that there can't be an, another Bitcoin-esque type of opportunity like that. Same thing with Ethereum. If you got into Ethereum, when it first came out, put $20. When it got up to, I believe, right around $1,200, that same investment would have been worth six figures. It's it's nuts. And the the time horizon, like, you don't really see those kinds of returns like ever. If you go back in history on certain things, like you, it's rare that you find this happen, but it consistently happens within crypto. And that's the kind of opportunity that we're talking about here. One more question kind of I want to go into before my, my fun questions is earlier you talked about that you look at trends, like you like to look at bubbles and booms and everything else. I, for one, um, and not to bring this off the rails too much, think that what we're seeing in the stock market is starting to make less and less sense to me. And I'm starting to yield some red flags. And I think that regardless of what ends up happening there, that crypto could essentially be a good way to hedge against whatever ultimately happens over there. What is your opinion on you know, what we're currently seeing in, in current equity markets? It's a good question because I, I too you know, have, have seen some, some pockets of, of euphoria and froth where it's really hard to justify, even on the, the most optimistic assumptions, a company or a stock being worth what it's worth. I would say I'll take a, a little bit of like the, the, the sneaky way out, Richard, to say like 
fortunately at Titan, we, we are not like macro forecasters. Like I don't, we don't have to wake up and tell our clients like we're bullish or bearish on the stock market every day. And what's cool is we take that same approach to crypto. And what I mean by that is we're looking bottoms up at like what projects would we feel comfortable owning for 10 years and like not, not seeing a stock chart or a crypto price chart. And like, in other words, bottoms up fundamentally vetted, whether it's like led by the right manager team, the right founders, the right developer community, has strong and growing utility and adoption. And you can look at various multiples of on-chain metrics and transaction volume and, and look at the real fundamentals. And if, as long as there's a smart team and community around that and it's growing, irrespective of these booms and busts in crypto, and the same goes for the stock market, we should end up okay if we build a diversified portfolio. And look, we're not going to get all those calls right or wrong. But as long as we stay on top of the news and events and and we can make tactical changes along the way, if necessary, we'll do okay. So, you know, I definitely see pockets of in like the SPAC community and in certain like cloud software, like a lot of runaway trains. And yep. I think it'll end up pretty poorly for a lot of people if they just they just look at a stock chart and buy without understanding what they own. But what's awesome is, you know, I, I think like to your earlier point on on, you know, buying, you know, $20 turning into $9 million. The important thing is just understanding there are going to be periods of time as a stock investor and as a crypto investor, we look really stupid to all your friends. Like right. it is inevitable. No one who has made it quote unquote in crypto or equities has ever looked like a genius to everyone all the time. It's the people that are, that stay invested in the right things for the right reasons, in spite of that volatility that get paid for it. And that, that those drawdowns and that pain is like the cost. That's the cost of ending up, you know, at the right destination. So our, our goal with Titan kind of wrapping up is like, hopefully, you know, we can, we can manage that pain for you around that pain, right? Like hopefully like you defer to us and outsource that role to us rather than having to do it yourself. Cause I've been there and I've, I've bought and sold my fair share of stocks and crypto and, and lost money and then kicked myself for having sold too early. But uh, I totally agree. Buying indiscriminately anything is usually not a great idea. But if you go bottoms up, there's even in the stock market and certainly in crypto, I see a lot of really attractive stuff today. Definitely play the long game, find projects that you believe will be here and are, and are going to continue to grow. A lot of them that just survive the test of time, right? I mean, with the stock market, with crypto, they're startups. 90% of them are going to fail, but the 10% that don't could be extremely, extremely powerful. And again, it doesn't mean that even if they survive a decade that they ultimately won't fail. And there, that there's not money to be made within this year, the next three to five years, seven years, whatever the time horizon is. It just means that when you have the, a longer game in play and you're, you're playing with like sound fundamentals, you have a lot more chances to be right. Not to say that you won't be wrong for a second or look like you said, might not look like the smartest being, but if you really just play it out and let things play out, you have a really great solid chance of coming out on top. But Two final questions I kind of want to do as we wrap this up. One is if you could take two to three core lessons that you like with all the knowledge that you have right now and can impart that wisdom to yourself when you first got started, what would that be? I'm going to approach this as an investor because that's, you know, even as a business owner at Titan today, I think about where to allocate capital. And I think about these two lessons. The first is always have a game plan and what I call a pre-mortem. And what a pre-mortem is, if you're not familiar, it's basically a fancy word for game plan. It's Fast forward to the future you and paint different scenarios, upside, middle of the road, downside scenario. What would you do in each of those scenarios and literally write it down? What I found time and time again is I, you have what's called thesis creep. You convince yourself, overstay your welcome on a loser, on a position or a decision that went poorly 
convincing yourself you hope to make it back to break even. What I've learned time and time again is that almost never happens and it's a downward spiral. And conversely, a lot of the best investments I've made and decisions I've made are ones that appreciated in value. And then I doubled down. I bought even more or I doubled down as a, as a business owner at a higher price. And so I think having a game plan is so important because it's so easy to convince yourself and move whichever way the wind's blowing, especially when you have media headlines, friends laughing at you for having lost money on this thing called crypto. Like it's just so most important thing is having a game plan. And then I think secondly would be, I think overall, just understanding exactly what you just mentioned around slugging percentage. It's probably the, the single most important concept I've learned in investing, which is like, you're not going to know at the outset, and this goes with life in general, you're not going to know at the outset which decisions are going to impact you in the world the most over like the next 50 years. You won't know. It's like really hard to know a priori. Importantly, you should just know that it's likely that a few drive most of the value. That's, that's the key. The key is like, just like in slug, a slugging percentage basically means even if you only hit the, hit the ball a couple of times when you're at the plate, if you hit home runs, who cares if the rest are strikeouts, right? right? And it goes the same in venture capital and definitely in crypto. If you build a portfolio of 10 crypto assets, if eight go to zero, but two go a thousand X, well, guess what? You far outperformed pretty much every other asset class is passive index. You're not going to know which are going to thousand X beforehand. Otherwise you just go all in on the 2000 X ones, right? Right. But all of my portfolios over time, all my decisions have tend to have that Pareto law where most, some are okay, some fail, but a few are really, really, really right. You have to know, going back to the game plan, you're not going to know which those are, but just mentally getting in the headspace of understanding that can help, help you manage that, that volatility along the way. Absolutely. And just to keep the baseball references going, you want as many at-bats as you can get. So diversification is good and having solid game and always plans. live to fight another day. Exactly. Yes, live to fight another day. Don't just go up there hitting a home run with, with one pitch. Try to give yourself some more pitches. But as we kind of wrap up, man, I always like to ask a final question of what is a final thought that you want to leave with all of our listeners here today? My final thought would be, I think as it relates to, to crypto and maybe like life more broadly, I would say always ask why, especially in spaces or, or, or industries or, or topics that seem a little bit crazy at the outset. This especially relates to crypto, but you know, it seemed so far, so fanciful and almost like, you know, it was like a criminal enterprise or something at the beginning, right? It's like people using this for the dark web and whatnot. There's always a why. If there's smart yeah. people working on something, always ask why. And I think this went for crypto, this went for the internet, this went all the way back to like semiconductors in the middle of last century. I wish I would have asked why way earlier in crypto instead of brushing it off like many people did, uh, you know, better late than never, obviously. But parting thought is that I'm asking myself every day is whenever I see something I don't quite understand, instead of shooing it away, just ask why and dig in deeper. I like that. And that's, I mean, asking why, following your curiosity, we believe in that. Once you follow your curiosity, it's something that you want to learn more about. You typically have more passion about it and you feel more compelled to, to see it through. So I think that's a fantastic final thought. And I definitely appreciate all the time you spent with us today. But what are some ways that people can connect with you, learn more about Titan and do some next steps? Best way to find us is titan.com. Uh, you can find me on Twitter. My handle's uh, virtual clay. And you can obviously uh, you know, shoot me a note as well, clay at titan.com. Those are the best ways to find us. You can find us Titan in the app stores right here in the US as well. Like Richard mentioned, we'll be launching crypto very soon. So depending on when this episode goes live, we may already be out there in the world. We'd love to, to have you aboard. Excellent. Well, thank you again, Clayton, for joining us. And of course, for everyone listening, stay cryptocurrent. Hey, Cryptocurrent crew. We want to give a quick shout out to all of our faithful listeners out there. 
been an amazing journey and we really appreciate your support throughout the years as we've been growing as a community. Each episode, we decided that we would start sharing some of the reviews that you were leaving for us. For today, we would like to share this review. Today's review comes from Pirate M who said, this podcast is great. I didn't know that much about cryptocurrency before I started listening, but now I feel great. The topics covered and guests are all fantastic. Additionally, the information is easy to understand, even if you aren't that well-versed because of how entertaining the whole show is. We sincerely appreciate this review and all reviews and would like to ask that if you're enjoying our show, please take a quick moment to go and leave a review on our podcast so that hopefully we can be highlighting your review next. Simply go to our show notes or go to our website where we have a link where you can share your review today. Hey everyone, I hope you enjoyed today's episode. For more information on today's episode and all of our episodes, please visit us at www.crypto-current.co. You can also find a link in the show notes. Want to stay up to date in the latest news in cryptocurrency? Sign up for our newsletter today. You'll receive daily emails Monday through Friday that are personalized and curated content specific to you and your interest, powered by artificial intelligence. You can either go to our show notes or go to our website to sign up today. Are you an accredited investor looking to invest in cryptocurrency? Crescent City Capital can help. Go to crescentcitycapital.com for more information. I don't know if you've noticed, but the quality of our podcast each week are improving. I can only thank my amazing producer, Andrew DeRitter with DeRitter Productions, who has been putting all of this together. If you have any podcast, music, or audio needs, please go to deritterproductions.com. That's D-E-R-I-T-T-E-R productions.com. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Cryptocurrent with Richard Carthon. We'll be back with more exciting developments from the world of blockchain and cryptocurrency next week. But until then, stay Cryptocurrent. Thank you for joining us for another episode of Cryptocurrent. Just one quick reminder. Cryptocurrent is a cryptocurrency and blockchain education platform that's bridging the gap between the curious newcomers who are just discovering the space and the thought leaders who are shaping its future. All opinions expressed by Richard Carthon, the Cryptocurrent team, and their guests on this show are exclusively their own opinions. You should not treat any opinion expressed by Richard, the team, and their guests as a specific inducement to make a particular investment or to follow his financial advice. This show and any other cryptocurrent production is exclusively for informational purposes.